Coming up, Tim Miller joins me to discuss NFL Week 13. We have five games that we discuss. We give you our picks. We also give you our parlay of the week. In Week 12, Cullen and myself both gave you a parlay of the week that were both winners. So let's see if we can give you a winner this week. Getting closer to the playoffs, so this is another important week. We find out that Tim loves the Arizona Cardinals and that I love Kyle Shanahan. So, without further ado, here we go. Discuss NFL Week 13 in studio for his third trip on the podcast. Tim Miller, what's up? How's it going? Uh, what's what's uh, what's been going on with you lately? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Uh, holiday last weekend, uh, first time in my life I was on the golf course on Thanksgiving Day. So as as many bad things as there have been. With this COVID situation, still some pretty good things. Uh, and the weather held up all weekend, so I got four days straight on the golf course in the last weekend in November. So I cannot complain about that. I was, I was very happy. Played three different courses, shot pretty consistently. Uh, my back wasn't happy at the end of the last day, but uh, had fun and uh, got a lot of golf in. Probably the last weekend we're going to get a chance around here. How many rounds of golf have you gotten in this year? Estimate. I would say, looking at the stack of scorecards, because Amanda requires that we keep scorecards from everyone, I'm not 100% sure why. I, I don't know if she likes to go back and look at her scores as she progresses or not, but uh, I, I would say it's in the 150, uh, like full rounds of golf, um, not counting anything I've done inside. Right. Uh, we played a lot of indoor golf at the beginning of 2020, and then COVID came around, and we, we got outside. And then I'm back into a league now on on, on the indoors. So um, it's quite a, lot a bit, of golf. It's quite a bit of golf. Yeah, the chiropractor was my friend mid-season, but she's off on uh, – on she had s- surgery herself, so she's off, and I'm kind of screwed without, uh, without her to fix my back once in a while. I have not played that much golf this season. I mean, I played a good bit in the summer, but not – not as much in the fall, clearly as much as you have. Um, there's a decent amount of football over the weekend. Um, the the playoff picture is starting to get a little bit clearer in both conferences. Um, the Chiefs look dominant. Uh, they look unbeatable almost. Um, the NFC seems really muddled. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, and we can kind of finally put uh, a period on uh, the Bears' 2020 season, don't you think? <laughs> I don't. I there. There would probably have to be a, a question mark at the beginning if it was even a season. I mean, realistically, they started off really well, but being Bears fans, being able to watch the team on a weekly basis, not a casual NFL person who's who's rooting for the Colts or for another team, but kind of checks the Bears out once in a while. I mean, to watch every snap, we knew this was coming. Like the, this team wasn't a even team. even at five and one. Even at five and one, you could just feel it coming, and they they were they were winning games, but 
they they're not a good football team, and now they're I think half the team or most of the team has given up, and they just look like there is nothing out there uh, on Monday night. Um, the funny thing about Monday night is I won a, a, a basically an in-game bet um, that that Mitch and Rogers would throw a touchdown in each half. I put uh, five dollars on it as a plus a thousand odds. Took away fifty bucks. So something good came out of the game. Yes. Uh, other than that, it was it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, the team looks terrible. I'm not sure about Nagy's future. Um, not sure about anybody on the team's future at this point. Um, yeah, like like you, I, I actually won won some money on, on a Packers player scoring. Uh, first touchdown, Devonta Adams, so I won on that. But that was it. Um, these games haven't been fun to watch for quite a while this season, at least the last four or five weeks. Even going into this game, the Cardinals had lost, and they win that game. They're actually they were actually going to be tied with the Cardinals for the last playoff spot. And that's bananas. And, and it's crazy with how bad they played. But again, the offense was horrendous. The defense couldn't save them this time. And I, w- I think we both thought Mitch was going to play better than he did and maybe give the team some energy, and he did not. It's not his fault. I think we both have said that all along. I think we both like him, and we wanted him to be better, and we both think he could have been better with maybe a proper uh, system, better coaching, whatever. Here's a couple things that amazed me. Um, I, I saw this. The Bears have won seven games the last three years while, while Nagy's been the coach. They've won seven games while they've scored less than 20 points, meaning that's how good the defense has been. That's been most in the NFL. Um Here's something else. Tw- 25 different st- starting quarterbacks since 2000. We get to see that stat on a regular basis. Pretty much every Bears broadcast, we get to see that stat. Well, it is amazing. But it, but it is unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. I went through the names today, and I, I, I it, it's it's uh, startling to see all these guys get a shot at it, and none of them, except maybe our guy Cutler, had had something worthwhile to, to, to give. Any um, idea of the, the people on that list, how many were first-round draft picks? Well, we had Rex Grossman. He was a late first-rounder. I mean, Cutler was a first-rounder. Not our, our, our first-rounder, but he was a first-round pick. And then uh, Trubisky. Um, so, listen, this, the, this, this reign with Pace as a GM and then getting Nagy in 2017, or, or I'm sorry, the start of the 2018 season, it was, it's going to be defined by the move to draft Trubisky over Watson and especially Mahomes. Oh, for sure. And you hear this all the time that it sets a franchise back five years, ten years, and we're kind of seeing it. And we're seeing the franchise that drafted Mahomes become kind of a start of a dynasty probably. And he's probably the most talented guy to play the position, at least in the top two maybe with Aaron Rodgers ever. Yeah, yeah. So I, I see, I, when I see him play, it's devastating to watch and to think about. Of course, then I think, well, the Bears probably would have screwed him up anyways because that's what the Bears do. Yeah, um, the systems that they put these guys in. And, and good teams that have a franchise quarterback, they build, a, they, they build around that with, with a line. I mean, the, the, the good running backs of all time have always had an offensive line. The great quarterbacks of all time have always had – protection and time to throw the ball. I mean, Tom Brady's going to go down as one of the better players, but he had a line everywhere he's went, except, you know, maybe lately, 
yeah, um, right. But he's had protection, and he didn't get hit a lot. If you if you're getting hit all these times, and you're not taking hits like Mahomes is running the ball, and the running quarterbacks that get out there and they deliver the hits, you're getting blindsided, you know, by a 270 pound lineman. These guys get tore up, and and the Bears they don't they don't draft linemen. They don't do a good job, and if they do, they all seem to be busts. Even last year's draft, their their second round pick when they they badly needed to upgrade the offensive line, they they chose a tight end. Yeah. And then they're just now starting to play him. He might be a good player down the road, but you got I don't, you I don't got, even you got, had a lot of confidence in that. But you honest. have to fill the needs of your, of your team, and that was a clear need. And, and and then their next two picks were defense, and when their defense was already solidified, so there's been some really questionable picks. Pace has made some good moves, but he's made some awful moves as well. Um, if you go back to Trubisky for a second, I was watching some. Uh, I was watching some analysis on him by uh, Dan Orlovsky, the ESPN analyst. It was really good. The footwork is is still a mess, even after he's had time away and time to maybe look at film. But it's still still not good. Still just sloppy with the football. Uh, so I was going to ask you, what if they're cleaning house and they get rid of Pace and Nagy and Trubisky's not going to be back and Nick Foles, whether he's on this roster next year or not, they they could cut him and they could get a cap hit for that horrible move of the three coach GM and quarterback what's what's most important for them to get right first oh that's a tough question um I think I think head coach I think they've been searching for the next head coach of Chicago that's going to be a long-term coach for a while since Lovey left I guess you know like he and in between that, there was Mark Trustman, John Fox. <laughs> you had some crazy things going on. It's not been good for you know, a while. And you go back to Wanstead. That you know, like you, yeah. you had some crazy coaches in there. But I think a lot of the, the these teams that have become dynasties or whatever you want to call them, they they have one thing in common. They have a head coach that is steady there, and they build. That they trust that head coach to build that team, and to keep that team together. And in those cases, with like the Patriots, and you know, I, I like Mike Tomlin. I just heard on the radio today that Mike Tomlin has had not, not had a losing season since he's been in Pittsburgh. That's unbelievable. That I mean, unbelievable. there's ebbs and flows in football all the time, and there's injuries. And he, he's and, had a couple down years. And he's going to be the coach of the year this year. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. great when you get a coach yeah. like a Tomlin and. I think the coaching situation needs to be fixed and, and before anything else. I'm not really sure about Pace. Uh, he seems like he, he's made some interesting decisions. I'm not sure about him. And as, as far as Trubisky goes, I believe, I believe he's an NFL quarterback. I believe that if the Bears let him go, he's going to go somewhere and be a starter and, and be a, a decent quarterback. He may not be the best quarterback in the league, but I think he's, he's a player. He's, he's, got mobility he just needs somebody to to get him in a system that works for him if you look at all the physical tools he has with how the quarterback position is played today the mobility the arm um it's what you want it's there's just a lot to clean up but i think a, a coach can work through that with him and, and Nagy hasn't been able to uh I, I think pace and Nagy need to be a package deal you need to fire them both you need to find a gm that can that can you know do make better choices in the draft than he has 
And we need a, a, an offensive-minded coach that can propel this offense to an offense that could compete with some of today's offenses because it's it's just not been it's not been cut in the last three seasons. So, uh, it's it's. Yeah, we could have this conversation till midnight because and it's not good. And we're preaching to the choir because it's. I I agree with everything you're saying about this team and. It doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. So I'm rooting for them to lose the last five games. I would be fine with that. I mean, that. there's just there's no there's no reason to win at this point. Um, I mean, I don't think I it'll was be hoping a that those guys are going to be fired on uh, some Monday morning, but it, it wasn't the case. Um, all right, so that was about nine minutes on the Bears that people can't get their <laughs> lives back. But we'll uh, we'll move forward to some games that are more impactful with some better teams, and the first one is probably the game of the week, I, I would guess. Um, the 8-3 and three Cleveland Browns at the 8-3 and three Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Titans are favored by 6, uh, over-under uh, 54. I was looking at the Browns' wins today. This might be, this might be sort of a mirage. <laughs> They've beaten the Bengals twice. They've beaten the Washington football team, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Eagles, the Jags. And they did beat the Colts, which was clearly their best win. But seven of their eight wins are really, really suspect, including last week when they kind of struggled through the Jags game. And then their losses, Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, which are all pretty good teams. I don't think that they're a very good football team, but they continue to win games in their 8-3. and three. And sometimes, sometimes seasons like that happen. Schedule is set up well for them. Yes. So, yeah, looking at the Browns, they had the Beckham injury middle of the season, which really hasn't affected them too much. Uh, they've become a, a running team behind Chubb and Hunt, who's maybe one of the better running back duos in the league. Um, and Baker's been – he's been serviceable. He hasn't been great, but he hasn't had to do a lot. And there's been a lot of complaints about him not running the offense the way it's supposed to be. And he's – if they had a better quarterback, maybe their offense would be better. But – Maybe he's just doing what they what they're asking him to do and, and play action and, and not turn it over. Um, and so on the other other side, you got the Derrick Henry show. Derrick Henry is very good. Um, looking at stats just from the last couple of weeks, putting up 178 against a, uh, a solid Colts defense, very impressive. 133 versus the Ravens should probably be in the uh, MVP conversation a little bit more than what he is, um, yeah, which is pretty much. That. Nothing at all because you have your your top it's top candidates. It's quarterback award. Always always a quarterback, which is unfortunate because this guy, I feel like, is an old school football player. I mean, he, he delivers the hits, running the ball. He's he's not stepping out of bounds. He he plays football, and I'm not saying these quarterbacks don't, but it would be nice to see somebody other than a quarterback get that award once in a while. Yeah, it, it will be Pat Mahomes, but. Henry is, I mean, making his case that he's, I mean, with, without him, where are they? Where is this team? Uh, but, yeah, this game might be an old-school football game. Browns are first in rushing. Titans are third in rushing. Uh, they're defensively kind of both average, middle of the road, but both like to run the ball. It's kind of a large total, I thought, 54, 54 and a half, whatever book you're on, but that's, it seems like it's a little high. I have it under, but I, I do think it is. I don't have it. That far off of what my I believe my final score is going to be, um, I think they can both score points. But I don't. I'm not real confident in 
I think we went over this before Baker Mayfield. Like, I'm not a big fan, and I don't think he's a great quarterback. It's, I, I think the line was, do you like Baker? And I believe you said, I don't think Baker likes himself. I, I, he may start start to like himself a little bit more now that he's 8-3. Um, they're yeah. just having one of those years. And, you know, if they could get out of this game with a, a win, then you have to take him a little bit more seriously. I just don't, I don't see that happening. I think it is going to be a ground game. Uh, Chubb is, he's averaged 128 a game since he's came back from his injury. Uh, they, they, the Browns can't really turn the ball over, so Mayfield really can't make any mistakes just for them to have a chance. Um, some, some weird stats that I've been finding. Uh, one in 10 against the spread are the Browns, and they're three and eight straight up on the, in their last 11 on the road. So I don't know how many people care about those kind of weird statistics when it comes to betting, but like, right. I take a peek at that stuff. It means something. It it has to mean something. I mean, eleven games and and one in ten. You would think that that would mean something this weekend. I didn't pick the game that way though. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm definitely leaning toward uh, the Titans, uh, and, and I'll probably lay the points, uh, whether it's five and a half, six. Uh, wherever you're at, and like, like I said, I like the under as well. I just I can't see this game going over 54 points, and I actually think this game could get away from the Browns pretty easily. I think you're right. I, I have on my notes. I've had I think this is my fourth final score that I think the game's going to be because I had it so lopsided at one point, and and I do think at, at five and a half or six the Titans will cover. I think there's a chance that it could be. A much lower scoring game because of the the two ground games that are involved so the under is kind of appealing it just seems like a lot of points I, I would think it's going to be a lot of ball control and the, the, yep. the quarterbacks as long as they're just doing what they're supposed to do and not turn the ball over I would think the under is fair there uh, I, I just think the Titans the Titans are going to win and I think they'll cover by the way Ryan Tannehill He's the reason why there's hope for Mitch Trubisky in this league. True. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill was left for dead, and now he's he just got to make a deal before this season, and he's really solid. He's become a really solid player. So I I'm I'm impressed by his turnaround. Didn't see that coming. Well, he's, I think he's got a very good chance at a, a a good playoff run here. They they have a they have a decent team in Tennessee, and um, I. I like I like what they're doing. I I really like Derrick Henry. You're just putting the ball in the quarterback's hand and say, "Don't make mistakes. Hit the open receivers. Don't take chances, and and let us run into the playoffs." If the Browns make the playoffs, which they should, I can't wait to bet against them in that first weekend. It's 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 inevitable for me. I just this team just feels like like I said a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Uh, it's a schedule based playoff team. I don't think that uh, after this podcast that you'll be talking about a game in some with Baker Mayfield anymore <laughs> this season. I think this is the last significant game that the Browns are going to have to worry about because I think it's a downward spiral from mm. here. Well, we'll see about that. The Atlanta Falcons, the resurgent Atlanta Falcons, are hosting the Saints. Uh, the, nine, the Saints are nine and two. Uh, Falcons have climbed their way back to four and seven. Uh, Saints are favored by three currently, over under at forty six. Uh, Falcons, like I said, won three of the last four. They 
just obliterated the Raiders last weekend, which I think nobody saw coming. Saints, meanwhile, have won seven in a row. It doesn't feel like it. Um, they just beat the Falcons two weeks ago in this matchup, 24 to 9. First of all, are you buying the Falcons' resurgence at all? Or is this the moment where they, they bring us in and then they break our hearts? I don't believe in the Falcons, no. I don't think they have it this year. I, I A number, like the nine points, that's what the Saints have done lately is they have played defense. And, you know, with Taysom Hill being in there, it's a little, it's a little strange. But if your defense is playing that good, this is – this is the, the Bears of the Super Bowl years, you know, like that they play defense and you don't have to score a lot of points. So it's kind of set up pretty well for Hill to come in. Um, an interesting stat on this, in the last seven games without Drew Brees, the Saints are 7-0 and straight up and against the spread. That is a, that's a good nugget. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, the Falcons are 11-3, and in their last 14 games against the spread at home as an underdog. Mm. So which way do you want to go with mm. that? It's it, interesting stats. The, that's, those are interesting, and it's an interesting game because I don't trust the Saints. I don't feel good about them. I mean, it, they, they lucked out and playing a Denver team that, that couldn't play any of their quarterbacks. <laughs> right. Uh, really unfairly, by the way. Um, but then the, the Falcons do this thing where you're like, okay, this is the team I think they're going to be, and then – you know, then then they don't show up and they'll lose forty two to seven. I, I actually don't understand why why the Saints won't play Jameis Winston over Taysom Hill. I, I Sean Payton loves loves this guy. Uh, I don't really get it. Um, I think he's good as a change of pace guy, but I don't. I, I think Winston should be in there, um, backing backing up Breeze. I just I can't see the Saints getting out of the NFC, but I also don't know who's gonna beat them right now in the NFC. Um, it's we can get into that at at the end, but uh, they just don't feel like a thirteen win team to me. But that's kind of where they're headed. Uh, like you said, though, they're the top uh, defensive team in yards allowed right now, and they're fifth in scoring defense. So this isn't the normal tip, your, your your typical Saints team that's high flying, you know, scoring. Uh, Michael Thomas is back. He hasn't been really involved yet. You gotta have somebody to throw him the football and. Yep. Their defense has given up 28 points in the last four games, which is, to me, that's unbelievable. You know, for an, I mean, that's an average of seven points a game. That is that's good defense, and if that that continues, I think they can get into the play. But they're not going to come out of the NFC with that. You know, I, I don't believe that they're the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I just don't know who is. I mean, we could get into that argument, but I believe that our our nemesis Green Bay is still. I believe that they've got enough weapons, and they have they have Aaron Rodgers, and I, I I don't nobody else stands out enough, you know. Nobody maybe the Seahawks, yeah, they've maybe. kind of been there, and I can't trust their defense though. And that's yeah, yeah. it's 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 you just don't feel like you have a, a, a single favorite like you do in the AFC, which is clearly the Chiefs. Um, so what's your pick on this game? I'm going to go with the Saints. I just don't think the Falcons I, – I actually have this the final at 24-21. I think it will be close. Um, and it's right at the three points. So, so you, have, you have a push. Yes. 
6.5 is the over-under, and I'm going under with that, but not not by a lot. I, I think these they can score some points, but neither one of them are going to score a lot. But it could easily be 20-3, to three, the Saints. You know, I, I believe the Saints are going to win the game. Uh, this, this spread doesn't – the way I, I see it, The Falcons plus three is probably not going to be enough if they're on the losing side of it. So, right, I'm with you. I'm going to take the Saints lay the three. I don't. I'm not overly impressed by this team though, and uh, it's more of an indictment on the Falcons. And uh, I'm not going to let them gain my trust just so they can kill me. So I'll take the Saints. Um, next game that we have is your favorite team, the <laughs> Arizona Cardinals hosting the LA Rams. Uh, both of them coming off, I would say, surprising losses. Uh, the Rams lost to the 49ers, and the Cards lost to the Patriots. Um, so right now this game's going off at Rams minus three. Um, and over under, I have at 48 and a half. Is that what you have? I have 48 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have it at two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, I saw two and a half, and I saw three today. So, um Rams been a bit confusing. Uh, beat Tampa, beat Seattle, and then they they drop one to Nick Mullins and the Forty ers and then you know Goff had three turnovers. He's real sloppy with the ball. Second in the second in the NFL with fourteen turnovers, so he's been turning the ball over this year. And then the Cards lost because of Cliff Kingsbury, <laughs> which I didn't mind because I had money on the Patriots and uh, Colin and I picked that game last week and. Uh, I call him poor man's Ryan Gosling over there on the sideline, yeah, um, yeah. but there's no way they should have lost that game. They tried to run out the clock, kick a field goal. They had to settle for like a 50-yard field goal, missed it, and then the pass were in position to go win. Cameron Newton was awful in that game, and I, I still can't believe they lost that game. And I, I, I just blame I blame Kingsbury. Uh, Kyler Murray is amazing, but I just like I, I this is. We've covered them every week, and it's my same story. So I'm just I'm not going to fully trust this team because of that. Um, it's sort of an offensive versus defensive matchup. The Cards great offense, and the Rams great defense. Um, interested to see where you, where how you see this game going. Well, I'll start on the Rams side of things. Uh, I have to tell you in my notes, I have golf question mark, and then I just I wrote piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> But plays well against the Cardinals. If you look at his stats since 2017, like does he plays some of his best football against the Cardinals for some reason? So I, I don't believe in Jared Goff, but like this he did, is, he did just play great in that Monday night game against Tampa when they won on the road. He did. He played solid. Yeah, he, I, he played really well. Yeah, <laughs> Goff is kind of like Mayf- I, Mayfield to me. He's just I, I, there's not. There's no reason for me to give him that much respect yet. He doesn't have the talent that Murray has. Murray's coach may be holding him back a little bit, but he's making some mistakes too, and I'm not 100% sure that his shoulder's all right. He seems a little bit less apt to run the ball, and he is not the same quarterback if he doesn't have his feet and he's not ready to run the ball. He seems a little hesitant to take off. So I think it's kind of a do-or-die game for both teams as far as the playoffs go. Like it could it's a big be, game. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it – it could, it might not matter, but it. I believe that it's it's do or die. That the team that loses this is probably not making the playoffs. Um, I wrote gambler's worst nightmare on the the cards because they started 
this season five and two against the spread, and the last four they're zero oh and four against the spread. So you kind of get on board with the cards, kind of like I did, and then they burn you. And is this the week they bounce back from that? I think it could be. I, I think I think this should be a fun game. Yeah. Um, I, I've said that a lot about the Cardinals, and most of their games are pretty fun games. Uh, they're, they're, it's usually, it seems like it's been kind of down to the wire with a lot of them. And uh, it's just how much confidence do you want to put in a Rams team that just lost San Francisco? And I don't know even how good of a team they are at 7-4. and four. They 7-4 and four is not a bad record right now. I just, I don't know if I have a lot of confidence because one week they look like a really good football team and the next week they, they kind of look horrible. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of for both of these teams. So this is kind of, it's, in a way, it's a pick to me because this this is, seems like an even matchup. It is offense against defense, but I, I'm i going with the cards. 27-24. Um, and I'll take the over on that. I have the over at 48.5, so mm-hmm. um, I'll take – I'll take the cards. I'm going to stick with them one more week. I do not like Jared Goff. Don't know why. Just don't yeah, care for really, the guy. You really don't. And I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. So I and I don't know why either. Um, he's just so damn good looking, though. You know. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's part probably of it. part of it. I mean, um, I have this problem every day walking in place. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with some of those takes. I I, I do like the over 48 and a half. Um, I think there will be some points in this game. Something that I like to do when I'm not sure about the side is I just find other stuff to bet on in the game, and that's what I've done here. I took the Rams' total touchdowns over 2.5, uh, minus 150, and the Cards' first half total over 10.5 at plus 100. And I think there's really good value there. Uh, get a couple touchdowns early. I, I would probably lean toward the Cardinals getting the three at home. Home dogs, I can usually just defer to that. Um, but I'll probably just avoid picking the side and go with those other other picks, and it's a big game. I actually disagree with you. I think both teams are going to make the playoffs still, since with that extra playoff team, unless the Vikings or 49ers somehow sneak in and bump one of these teams out. Um, but they're both a game back of the cards. Um, but we'll see how that works out. No one from the NFC East is going to bump them out for a wild card, but – the Washington football team is playing pretty good football, relatively speaking, and that leads us into our next game. They're playing on Monday night now against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we're recording this on Wednesday, and they just finished beating the Ravens uh, to continue this unbeaten run. Um, what was the line that you saw in this game? I saw 10. 10. Pittsburgh by 10, and the over-under at 44. Uh, Washington's won their last two over the Bengals and the Cowboys. Uh, however impressive that is uh, to get to four and seven, they might win the NFC East um, just based on just the pure. It's not even mediocrity; it's less than that of the whole division. Uh, the defense is pretty solid. Um, they're fourth in uh, yards allowed, seventh in scoring, and of course Pittsburgh is suffocating on defense. Third in yards, first in scoring. Um, Pittsburgh also turns you over, plus 12 in turnover differential. And the difference in this game, they just have a much better quarterback and much better offense. I I don't – this is the game that I have the least amount of notes for because I just don't think that there's – Might not need it. I don't think there's a lot of question that Pittsburgh's going to win the game. The question is, is is 10 going to hold on and is that going to be the line? Because the only thing that I would maybe get into here is is a spread bet because the – 
the Steelers are one and seven in the last eight when they are favored by ten or more points. So that's they're coming off this this weird short week that they played this game today yeah, because yeah. of the COVID situation. Right. Um, I I don't think that Washington's a good football team. Yeah, it, it, they may be the Washington football team, but they're not. They're nothing to speak of, and, and Pittsburgh's no. obviously very good. And um, the only thing that, like I said, I would touch is maybe the spread because also on the other side of that, the last 10 games as a 10 or more point underdog, Washington is 7-3 and three against the spread, where you have 1-7 and seven on the other side. So I, I think maybe the game will be a little closer. The, the over-under is 44. I think it'll be under that. I think Pittsburgh wins, but be careful on that that spread because I don't yeah somehow it'll end up being a six or eight point game at the end because Pittsburgh's games kind of like today can get a little bit weird they seem like they're going to cover and then you've got some 60 yard pass that should have never been probably a completion that turns into a touchdown and takes your money out of your pocket right I never feel great with double digit spreads in the NFL because NFL teams can come you know, they could score in the fourth quarter in garbage time and still manage to cover the spread. Uh, with that said, gosh, I, I, I don't feel comfortable betting Washington, but if I had if I had to pick a side, I would take them plus 10 um, and just trust that their defense can keep it close enough. And Roethlisberger, I still don't think he's looked great, but... His production's been solid. He's got a lot of really good receivers. Has he ever looked great, though? No, I mean, he looks like, so labored. He's looked like... I know, but he hasn't been in a walking boot this year, and that's a positive. Usually, like, two yeah. times a year, you see him coming out of a Sunday night game with a walking boot, and he's, he's questionable. He's taking all those hits. Um, Probably just been, depends on which restroom he was in that day. <laughs> he's relatively healthy this year, though. Um, but I just... I don't... He doesn't look great, but they're, they're getting it done, and their defense is great, so... Still take. I think we'll both take Washington there to cover and uh, take our chances. Last game of the week that we're going to discuss is the Monday night. Now one of the two Monday night games, the eight and three Bills at the five and six Forty Niners. Forty Niners are kind of back in the the wild card race now. Only one game back of the Cardinals, so this is a big game for them. Uh, the Bills are favored by two and a half, as the last I saw. Over under at forty eight. Um, game is being played in Arizona now due to, I guess, Santa Clara County's restricting contact sports for three weeks, so uh, the Niners have gotten kind of screwed over there having to play their game in Arizona. Um, the Bills are top 10 offense in several different metrics and yards and points, and the Niners are top 10, 12 defense in several metrics, so it's a bit of a contrast in styles. I love Kyle Shanahan as a coach. I think he's a really good coach. I think he's getting a lot out of this team and a lot out of Nick Mullins, of all people, to at least get them in the mix here um, with the run game. Uh, Debo Samuel has been great the last couple games. He went for 11 and 133 last week. Quick story on Debo Samuel. If you remember, I had a Super Bowl MVP bet last year at uh, plus 1600. It would have, or no, I'm sorry. I don't even remember what the odds are, but it would have paid me $1,500. And he had, he's had a monster first court, first half. They were, they were they had they were getting them the ball in like in reverses and screens and he had like eighty total yards and the live odds had him as MB, the MVP favorite through the third quarter and then of course the Niners choked 
Yes. Um, but Debo Samuel, that guy's got a ton of talent and uh, fun to watch. I don't, I don't really get a great feel about this game because I trust the Niners coaching, but you know the Bills have just been pretty good all year. I don't know. What do you like here? I like Josh Allen. I think, I think he's he's a good player. And I think, I think at the end of it, the, the injuries and then the COVID situation. I mean, I think I read somewhere that there was around two dozen Niners players on some kind of reserve list of some kind. If it was the COVID or if it was injuries, you get to this point in the season. Yeah. If you don't have your your best players out there, it's hard to beat an eight and three Bills team. Which I I think the Bills are, I think they're a good team. I think they're going to be potentially the first team to really challenge Pittsburgh on their, their undefeated season. And I think they're capable of doing it. Uh, so I didn't look into this game a ton because I really think that it's it comes down to the Bills just being better and healthier right now. Uh, I, I did look at some weird stats just because let's, let's throw everything in here. Uh, since 2015, uh, the Bills are 0-4 on... Again, let's see, 0 and 4 straight up and 0 3 and 1 against the spread on Monday Night Football. It's <laughs> very specific. So, they're, but, but they are 5 and 0 against the spread and 4 and 1 straight up in the last five games. Now, on the other side, the Niners, 12 and 3 in the last 15 Monday Night Football games against the spread. That's an interesting number, but they are. One and three straight up, and two and two against the spread in the last four Monday Night Football games. How much of that do you want to take into consideration? I don't know. I looked up the stats, so you didn't have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Bills. I believe they're just better. I think that number is two and a half. I think they can cover two and a half. That's, I don't believe that's gonna be a, a real issue. I mean, the quarterback situation out there and all the injuries for the 49ers, I just think it's too much to overcome. Uh, Over-under on that game is 48. I'll go over that. I think that these teams can score a few points, so I'd say around 50. So I would go over the, the 48. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. and uh, Not a surprise. Um, it's one of the few we've gone totally opposite, but I, I'm gonna, I, I'll take the Niners at home. If you can find three points, if you can get a plus three somewhere, definitely take the plus three. Um, but I'll even take the two and a half, and I think there's a good chance that the Niners win this game. So I might take the Niners' money line at a good at a good line. I just, I just something tells me that they're going to make a late push to try to get in the playoffs, and I don't fully believe in the Bills. Not not fully. Okay. Um, Josh Allen, he's fun to watch. I just. He can give you he can give you some stuff out there. He's just he's been less up and down this year, but trust the coaching and uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't realize you were such a Kyle Shanahan guy. It's nice I, to know. I but, do um, I do like Kyle Shanahan. That it seems to have a lot in in which way you're going with this one is how much trust you have in Shanahan. <laughs> it's it's all about Shanahan. Um, I there was no reason that they should have won the game last week. So I think I think this is kind of a sign they're going to get at least a late push and try to make the playoffs. Is there anything you like as far as a parlay of the week or uh, another game that you like? Anything else out there? Well, 
I, th- I threw threw down twenty dollars on something, and I don't know if it's a good good one or not. But it's it's weird because on this paper I have two and a half as the the number on that game, but on the the other side of this paper I have one and a half. Mm. Um, I saw two and a half today. So either way, um, Browns. Um, the spread on that one is plus six, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take them in that uh, Arizona plus three and. The Bills, at, I look like two, uh, two and a half, I guess, to cover that. That that payout would be a hundred and about one hundred and eleven dollars on a twenty dollar bet on a three team parlay, and that's Solid. that's what I put money on. Um, I I don't really like the Browns in that game, but because of like historically their ability to cover or be in that that window, I I went ahead and went with them, and I think Arizona is going to win that game, and then I think the Bills are going to win that game. So, and those those spreads are so so small. I mean, I should have figured the the Cardinals would be in the parlay of the week because of your intense love for the Cardinals. So, um, mine is a it's the money line parlay of the week that it, it just I just cannot see this losing. It's uh, the Packers money line. Um, and the Vikings money line and the Titans. Um, and my notes are so poor that I didn't even write down who the Packers were playing. <laughs> but those those three teams winning is at plus 106. It's barely above plus odds. Um, but put $100 on it, you're going to win. You're going to win over 100 And so as long as you make a reasonable bet, you're going to get the payout there. Um, so that's, that's, that's the one. Last week, Cullen hit his parlay of the week, and I hit mine. Um, so this one's pretty safe, and uh, what did you say the payout on that was? It's plus one hundred six. So hundred dollar bet wins one hundred six dollars. Okay. Um, I'm I'm trying to look real quick who those teams play, but uh, because I, I I mistakenly did not put that, but the uh, oh the Vikings play the Jaguars at home. Okay, they're and, horrible. And uh, the. Packers have the Eagles at home, also horrible, and then the Titans have the Browns. So, what do you think about the Vikings getting to the playoffs? Well, they're only one game back. Um, somehow they won that game Sunday against the Panthers when they shouldn't yeah. have. Um, yeah, I think they have a chance. There, there's. I saw their schedule; it sets up decently. I mean, you got to think ten and six. We'll get it done, but they'd have to win their last five. I guess there's a chance nine and seven could do it, but you're looking at the Niners, the Bikes, and then they'd have to bump out the Rams or the Cards. So, well, maybe I'll come back in a few weeks and we'll actually talk about the playoff schedule. But by, by then, it'll actually it'll be a lot closer to either being done or uh, right there where a couple teams are trying to sneak in. But it's hard to get on the show anymore because you have so many. So many quality guests, and I hear about all these shows coming up. And uh, the, the guys lately, Cullen did an awesome job last week. Uh, he did. I don't have I don't have any way of getting in contact with that guy, uh, but I, but I wanted to tell him if he happens to listen to the he, podcast, he did a great job. He has and, no social media. And the uh, yeah. the band is awesome. <clears throat> Appreciate yep. the music. Yeah, yeah. We 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 are getting more guests uh, rotating, uh, or some people that have been on the first time. Uh, uh, and a couple weeks we got an NBA show coming on for uh, coming up for uh, to preview the season and, and some good odds or some good you know bets there that we can discuss as far as finals bets and, and props and that kind of thing.
happen. So, yeah, we're getting down to it. We'll have a we're getting close to the playoffs, and uh, it should be pretty fun. So, appreciate you joining us again. It was fun as always. I love to talk football, and it's getting close to the playoffs. And man, we spent about ten minutes dogging the Bears. That feels pretty good. Needed mm, to get that it's out. Not enough. Well, uh, everyone, have a good week 13. Good luck on your bets. And uh, thanks for listening to your best bet. Yeah.